All right, this is Electric Skatecast episode seven. I am your host, Jay Grand GR. With me, as always, is official Terminal X. And this week, uh, we have a special guest from Boosted USA, uh, Mr. Brian Schwartz. Happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Welcome, Brian. Thank you. Absolutely. So we're going to jump right into it, Brian. A lot of people are talking about Boosted USA. A lot of people want to know more about you as well as your background, including uh, Boosted USA and what they're going to be all about. Um, so to kick things off, how did you get started in eSkate? Um, and specifically, I know you started with like Last Mile SF and Cali Kites and things like that, but how did you get into that game? I don't really know how long of the story you want, so I'll just kind of go through it a little bit faster. Um, I had a real job. I was a financial advisor, and I was still trying to kite surf every day, and I would get a lunch break and be putting on my wetsuit and running out of the office and then putting back the coat and tie on when I was done. And uh, it, it got kind of old. That and, sounds intense. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty intense. The real world was rough for me. And then... Uh, I was just trying to figure out a way to, to actually work less and kite surf more. And I thought that I would try and open up a kiteboarding store. So I called my old college roommate and I was like, Hey, you know, how are, how are things back in Colorado? I went to, to school at the university of Colorado in Boulder. And he was like, Oh man, it sucks. I'm, I'm like a lawyer's assistant and like just kind of running down the list of the reasons why he hated still being in Colorado and, I kind of told him what I was thinking and I said, there's a place in Coronado in San Diego that's for rent. If you want to fly out here, drive out here. And he was like, oh, you had me at hello. I'm on my way. So <laughs> he drove out and then we opened up the store and we did kite surfing, like only kite, kite surfing for the first, um, I would say 10 years in San Diego. And then the recession sort of hit. It really hurt our sales. It hurt everything. My business partner ended up having to leave, and he went back to Chicago. And then I was kind of getting ready to throw the towel. Um, I didn't really know what I was going to do, probably go back to the real world. And then uh, I decided to give it one last hurrah and moved up into San Francisco into a small space. Um, and things started picking up. The economy was better. People started spending money again. And then um, I'd always been kind of messing around on Boards like the first one I ever owned was a four special customer. That I thought they were awesome, but you were hardwired into the board, so they weighed like 70 pounds. So it was a whole bunch of new boards somewhere. And then it kind of took a back seat, and I messed around with some of the other stuff. But then one day, my buddy Jeremy gave a call, and he was like, Hey man, have you seen boosted boards? I just saw this little snippet, and they look really fun. It's wireless, and I want one. And I said, <laughs> Yeah, man, it, it sounds fun. I haven't seen them, but you know, I, I trust you. I'll reach out to them and see if we can get some sort of like industry deal. Um, so I reached out to them. They didn't have any retailers yet at that point, and I was like, "Hey, I, I'm in the industry. I was wondering if I could get a couple boards to cruise around on, and then if it you know leaves anything, maybe we can start selling some boards." And I didn't really understand at that point the market and how much fun the boards were, but uh, they kind of pushed back and they said, "Hey." Uh, yeah, there's no way we're not doing boards, we're not doing retailers, you gotta wait. And so I followed up like like a crazy person every three or four days and just say, hey, you know, like checking in, checking in, checking in. Like finally they're like, okay, look, we'll open you up as our first retailer, but you gotta put in an order. How many boards do you want? So two. Yeah. <laughs> I, 
the line on the other end of the like dead. That's like, I guess that's not enough words to be opening up. And uh, they were kind of very upset that all the fuss had been over two boards and they said, hey man, you gotta get at least 10 or we're not gonna open you up. Um, and that was kind of a ton of money for me. And I just decided, whatever, I'm gonna have one. Jeremy's gonna have one that leaves eight to sell. We'll see how it goes. So I agreed to it. And then they said, come on down. My buddy and I drove down to the Mountain View warehouse and picked up our boards and we had the eight other ones loaded up in our truck. And we stepped on them and started riding around the parking lot around the Mountain View parking area. And it was then I kind of realized that they nailed it. It was fun. It was it was perfect. We were flying along. We couldn't stop laughing. And I knew that, that this was something that was going to be really big. It's contagious. It was for sure. And then just a little bit beyond that, I, I brought them back to the store. And then I sat in the store with the boards and they were in the middle of the floor. And, and somebody had heard that I had them. I don't know whether it was referrals from Boosted or what, but those eight boards were gone in like three or four days. They went really quick because it was wow. just kind of starting. And then I called up Boosted and I was like, yeah, ship me another 10. And then those 10 flew. And then I called them again and they're like, how many do you want? And I said, honestly, how many can I get? These things are crazy fun. Everybody loves them. Like we've got a whole crew starting to ride around San Francisco. So yeah. that's kind of how I caught on and started. That's, I mean, that's definitely a quick whirlwind of a way to go. And on top of that, I'm sure Boosted was thrilled to have somebody, you know, somewhat local able to distribute and kind of spread the word. And the fact that you guys were able to like demo the boards for those people is pretty amazing. And I guess that kind of ties in what sets you and your company apart from other retailers. Um, we're still talking about the retail location. Yeah, absolutely. The brick and mortar foundation. I would say for us, what was really important with all the last mile stuff that we do is demos are key. Um, mm -hmm. It was a little tricky to get insurance policies and everything lined up. Waivers, lawyers, like the whole thing, it definitely takes a commitment. You can't just say, hey, we're demoing boards and expect people to jump on them and you know everything's going to go smooth. There's definitely hiccups along the way. But demoing is 100%. Everything in our store, you can come in and be like, hey, that looks really cool. And we're like, yeah, go try it. And they're like, oh, really? They fill out a waiver and go. Yeah. And that's something that I would argue a lot of retailers don't do. Um, mm -hmm. I know similar to Last Mile SF, um, like Fat Daddy um, in the EU, uh, they have a very similar business model and they seem to be very successful. So it doesn't surprise me that you were able to find success with such a good formula. Um, now, with you being so uh, local in the Bay Area and being a part of San Francisco um, so specifically, what is your relationship uh, with the Bay Area eSkate group? I know they're a fairly large group, um, and I know a lot of them speak very highly of Last Mile SF. Um, are you able to give us any information on your relationship with them? Are you a member? Uh, do you supply parts and things like that? Or is it more of just a uh, you're a good place for them to go for any knowledge or questions about eSkate. Well, having beer on tap definitely has helped oh. us with <laughs> eSkate crew for sure. Um, so it's the a good truth place comes out. Gotta, yeah. When in doubt, start serving beer. Um, but yeah, I think it's just our location. 
our attitude of being able to demo things. And if somebody comes in and they're part of the Bay Area Eastgate, we do a lot of group rides with them and we know the guys. So if somebody comes in and they're like, oh man, like I'm dying to get on this ride, but I blew a motor. We're like, oh, here, you know, take our board and we'll get yours fixed by the end of the ride. So we do a lot of service and try and hook them up. We do offer a little bit of a discount to Bay Area Eastgates on like repairs and accessories and stuff like that, which I just think it's a lot of pushing back and forth because those guys go on rides all the time and people are like, Hey, where do I get that? How much does it cost? And then that just gives them a quick answer of like, go to last mile and they can continue with their ride. Wow. Yeah, absolutely. We also do. Yeah, for sure. And we send everybody that comes in and they're like, Hey, I'm looking for like a group to go ride with. Like these things are really fun, but I don't really want to ride around the city alone. And we're like, Oh, check out the Facebook group. Bay area Eastgate. Those guys are awesome. So, yeah. So it's definitely like a, a symbiotic relationship. You're able to help each other grow. Um, and it, and it benefits everybody. And ultimately it sounds like it's about the community, whether it's, uh, you guys, uh, Bay area supporting last mile rather, um, and vice versa. So it's, it sounds like you're very community driven with your intentions, which is good. Yeah, for sure. Now, obviously there was a lot of buzz, uh, especially recently you just posted that, uh, article on Reddit, about why you left X-Way and what kind of happened with X-Way USA. Can you go into that in a little bit of detail and kind of explain your relationship with X-Way and why ultimately X-Way USA kind of dissolved? Yeah, that that one's kind of sad. And when, I mean, I take the Reddit stuff, I kind of vowed to never be on Reddit ever again after X-Way ended. And here I go again. So it's funny that you've already seen that post. Welcome back. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I swear like the that trolls really get to me. So you guys want to have a fun time, just poke me because it works. I get all heated about <laughs> running around my house. And so I guess this story is a little, a little tough, but uh, I flew to China with my buddy, John, and we set up Mini Motors USA. I had already tested that market. It was kind of a no brainer. We got along really well with that guy. And then the secondary plan was like, hey, let's try and find an Escape brand to bring back to the US. And there's a ton of stuff in China right now. So we flew all over the country and eventually we landed on X-Way. There's a bunch of other crap that's coming out of China for sure. Some good, some bad, but X-Way, we really liked. We got along with the whole team. There was a guy over there who we clicked with and he tours around the city and we have all sorts of funny China stories, but we did go with, uh, with X-Way and then that's what we focused on before the scooter and, and mini motor thing was like, okay, let's get the e-skate thing off the ground because that's what me and John were both having the most fun with. John at this point is my business partner. So we jumped in the van and drove across the country. Um, we plugged in every snowboard, skateboarding shop, outdoor retailer, and we, we really didn't know what we were doing. Neither of us had had any distribution experience. So we were going in like full cold calling, like, Hey, I'm Brian. You want to buy a skateboard? And like, it started out. Yeah. Very grassroots. Yeah, for sure. Like, man, another, like you go into a hardcore skateboarding shop that they were literally swearing at us, like screaming, get the hell out with those things. Like not in my house ever. (laughs) Wow. so we did that for months and months and hit up trade shows. So like we were pouring our heart and soul into the the company. And then like, it was just John and I, and people would call and be like, Hey, I have a question. And we'd be stoked to kind of help them out. And everybody was happy. And then things started kind of rolling and we got some, some video views up and then 
I guess the X-Way world was kind of developing because it went from like never being heard of in the US except for some elite people that keep really informed about this stuff to, you know, us telling everybody what it is. So creating the market for X-Way. And it just when things started rolling, it took about a year and a half. Um, somebody pointed out that X-Way was sending boards direct to the US. And from their website? From their website, xwayboard.com. Um, so we called up our contact and we're like, hey, you know, we're bringing these things in by the container. We're paying a ton of money on duty. We've got a huge insurance policy that we're paying for. Um, we're marketing. We're going to all these shows. We've, I mean, we spent pretty much every dollar we took in from board sales to put right back out to help marketing because it was a young company. We wanted to grow with it. Mm -hmm. And uh, they said pretty much like, oh, sorry, you know, we didn't realize that our website had that going on. We were like, that's fine, but you need to take it down. And they did for about a week. And then I got another phone call from somebody who's like, hey, I just purchased my board. Where is it? And I'm searching all over the orders and I can't find it. And I'm getting frustrated. And the guy's like, well, I'll send it to you. So he emailed it and it was uh, an invoice direct from X-Way, which kind of went oh, against our wow. whole agreement. And the guy was obviously pretty upset that he just bought a, a board from China and then without having U.S. support because we were like, look, if you didn't buy it through us, we don't have any income from that sale to like put back into service and support right. and all that. So, I mean, I understood his plight. He understood ours, but we needed to kind of figure it out. And to make a long story like short, it just started collapsing. They kept sending more and more boards in and more people kept reaching us out to us for warranty. We were paying for all the warranty parts. So pretty soon we were spending all the money that we had had into shipping warranty parts to customers that were not our customers. And if we didn't, wow. the customers would scream at us. And if we did, we were losing everything. So it, like, it took two months before we literally lost everything. And it was like, okay, well, we can't support anybody anymore. And everybody is on Reddit upset at us and the company. And it was, it really wasn't our decision. Yeah, it really kind of came back on you not being able to provide that warranty, uh, even though you weren't receiving any warranty reimbursement or anything like that from X-Way Global. That, that's very interesting to me. And it's, it's very unfortunate because I know uh, a lot of people were very excited when X-Way USA was around because they knew that they could get that localized service um, and get it from somebody that, you know, was in the United States able to provide that service and whether it was customer service or service for the board itself. I know we've had a couple of our own local writers send stuff out to California and they're like, Oh yeah, I got it back in like two weeks. It was great. So, but now that people aren't able to do that, it's, it's definitely not as good of a situation uh, for X-Way customers. Yeah. And um, that would be my advice to, to any of your listeners that are looking at purchasing a new skateboard is there, there is a lot of stuff out there. I would test anything you could before you buy it, but there are a bunch of people that are like, I would love to, but I'm in Ohio and there's no e-skate store on the corner, you know, yeah. so that and those guys, I would say, make sure 100% that you do have somebody that can come back and help you because at some point you're going to need something, whether it's a simple wheel or a motor or just some support or advice and if you're buying a board direct from China and you've got to go back to China for advice, it's almost impossible for them to serve you like you need to be. Yeah, absolutely. So definitely important to have a U.S.-based customer service if possible, um, as well as if you're in the EU, having EU-based customer service. Because I know some companies have uh, brands that are in the EU that actually help with distribution and things like that. So I guess let's get off the X-Way topic. We'll kind of move into the, the meat of the conversation. Uh, Boosted USA. Obviously, there's 
a lot of stuff going on with Boosted USA. Um, you guys have parts, you have Gen 2s, you have Gen 3s. Um, you have a little bit of everything, it seems like. I know a lot of people are curious. Um, are you guys going to be selling all of the individual parts for those that may be interested in building their own Boosted board? That's one that we're still exploring over here. Um, we do have plenty of supplies to keep everybody rolling for a long time. I mean, there are things that we're, we are short up, but we're trying to figure out a way to get more. I'm sure your, your viewers know, but Lime does own the IP. And part of the deal is we cannot just start printing more boosted stuff. So I can't reach out to the, the manufacturer, the motor manufacturer in China and say, hey, print a thousand more of these. We need these desperately. Right. But uh, I think what we can do is say, hey, here's another motor company. It's not made by boosted, but it'll work on a boosted board. So a lot of that is trying to keep stuff in stock that we can. But as far as like uh, somebody saying, hey, I want to build a board from scratch, we'll know more in a week. But we do have enough stuff where we are building boards here from scratch to see how, how it is and how much stuff we have and if it's actually worth it to do it. Yeah, that's kind of interesting. I, I didn't realize that you guys were able to actually piece things together and actually create boards. Um, when you do that, is that one of those like refurbished boards on the website that you're selling as opposed to one of the ones that's brand new in a box? So the refurb boards versus brand new is funny because we've opened a couple of the refurbs and they're brand new. So I did have to call one of the ex-employees at Boosted and I was like, what's going on? Why do the new boards have refurb stickers on them? And the deal with those are, is they were boards that were used under 30 days. So people using that, you know, try the board for 30 days and if you don't like it, send it back. Right. And then they take everything from those boards and completely rebuild it. So you're getting like new wheels, new motor covers, new, everything on it looks new. The only thing that's got a couple miles on it is the motor, but it's hard to tell because the casing has been replaced and the ESC or the, the motor drive, which has been replaced also, or uh, the casing has been replaced. Wow. That's a pretty good deal. I mean, for a refurb, it's pretty incredible that they were doing this much work for a refurb board. But yeah, if, if you can get a refurb, they're really nice. Wow. It's good to know. Yeah. And that definitely um, is a good point that when they're refurbing those boards, they're basically building them new. Um, it sounds like everything is basically new except for a couple motors that may have a couple miles on them. But ultimately, you're getting like a new ESC, new battery new wheels, trucks, everything like that. So that's definitely a good opportunity for anybody that's still looking to get a boosted board is to look at those refurbished ones. On that note, um, obviously you guys are still going through a lot of the stock that you receive from boosted. Do you guys have an accurate count of all of the stock? And if you don't have it yet, uh, when can everybody expect some accurate availability? We don't. There are still boxes to go through. Um, we got our last container just pulled away right before your call. Um, and it's fun going through the boxes. I'd, I'd love to lie and be like, yeah, it's miserable and we're sweating and it's a ton of work. Well, <laughs> it is a ton of work, but every box, we don't know what's in there. So we're like, yes, more motors or sweet belt kits or new batteries, remotes. Like, It's pretty exciting and fun to kind of open things up. Um, because it's like an Eastgate Christmas. It is for sure. And you'd think it'd get old, but we've been doing it now for two weeks and it's, it's definitely not anywhere near old. Um, the last piece of the puzzle is we do have scooters coming. Um, we're almost out of revs right now. So I, you guys are the first to hear it. We're going to put up a pre-order here pretty soon. 
because the that's last awesome. revs are, are leaving and we do have many more revs coming. So that's the last shipment of boosted stuff that we will ever be able to get with boosted. Wow. Well, and that's kind of good to know too, um, especially with the rev being such a high quality scooter. Um, I know a lot of people uh, were asking about stock and things like that. So do you have an idea of how many revs there will be and how quickly do you think that stuff will go? Um, it has left China, uh, according to my sources. So yeah, so the simple answer is, is four weeks on the ocean, probably one week to clear customs and get it trucked over to the warehouse. And then we're going to do some QC on our end. So I would bet about uh, five and a half to six weeks will be restocked with revs. And we have many. Um, I don't have an exact number. It's They've been very tight lipped. It's been sort of annoying, but the deal does include a lot. Yeah, Awesome. That's awesome. Sounds like it's going to be the summer of scooters. It sounds like it for sure. We're hoping. <laughs> um, so with with all these parts and all of these different pieces and you guys actually putting together boosteds, are you guys going to have on the Boosted USA website like set pricing for services? And if you are, when can people expect uh, to be able to send things in for service? That's a good question. Um, the more we go through the boards, the more the more we kind of know how easy they are to service. So there aren't that many components and they're very plug and play. So we're going to do our best to kind of get stuff shipped out to customers. So if you have a funny sounding motor, we'll be able to send you a, a new motor with instructions on how to put it in. It'll take you 10 minutes. But I mean, of course, there are going to be people like take my dad, for instance, you'd send him a motor and instructions and he'd be like, yeah, I'm, I'm just not, I'm not, I'm not going to be able to figure this one out, man. So we are going to make available, if you want to ship us your board or your scooter, we'll work on it. We haven't come up with a flat rate yet, but we're going to try and be really reasonable with everything that we have. I mean, it's kind of frustrating for us because we are taking some flack on Reddit. Like these guys just came in and bought a bunch of stuff and they're selling stuff at retail. Well, I'd like to turn back to those guys. You guys know how easy it is to get me going, but take a look yeah. at today. I mean, we're selling remotes for the same price that Boosted has always done, and we don't have that many remotes. And then last night I looked on eBay and remotes were going between two and three hundred dollars. Wow. I saw a boosted rev tube that went uh last night for two hundred and fifty dollars for a freaking tube. So there are people over there like definitely extorting the situation and that's definitely not what we want to do. I mean, we're here for sure for the love of it. We love boosted, we love, you know, all the e-skaters out there and want to make sure that we keep things kind of rolling and keep things you know, we have to be able to keep in business, but at the same time, we're not looking to, to make millions of dollars on this endeavor. We're, we're kind of doing it because somebody needed to step up and do it. And we thought we were the guys for the job. Yeah, I think that's a, a good approach. And hopefully that will put some people at ease um, that aren't, you know, sure of what your guys' intentions are. Ultimately, what would you say is your goal with Boosted USA? I, it sounds like you uh, put a lot of effort in towards the service, um, the customers, um, as well as just trying to keep accurate stock. But ultimately, what is the goal with Boosted USA? I would say that the end goal for Boosted USA is, is to keep everybody smiling and happy. That's for sure the PC answer. But I mean, the more people that call us that are upset and angry with service or boosted or the more people that are walking around the warehouse with like frowns on their face and they're pissed off. So we're just trying to keep everybody happy and riding. And I mean, we're here for a long time. If you were in the warehouse right now, you'd be like, yep, you guys are going nowhere. I mean, we are packed with parts. 
That's a good yeah. thing. That yeah, is a good sure. thing. Um, and I think that also a lot of people are concerned about initially from my understanding is that a lot of people are concerned about the 60 day warranty. So how did boosted USA decide on what is covered and for how long? <laughs> I love that question. My brother-in-law is a lawyer and I said, what are we going to do here? Like I always looked at Boosted's warranty as being completely over the top that I never understood how they were going to stay in business. And I'm not saying that's the reason that they went out of business, but it certainly couldn't help them that every time somebody had a hiccup on the board, they ended up returning it and expecting a new board because that's just how Boosted functioned. I mean, if we did that, we wouldn't be here in a month, you know? Right. So he wrote up the policy and I'm kind of with the other guys on, on Reddit and the internet who are like this 60 day warranty is complete crap. And it, it says on the warranty that you can't ride it on rough roads. Well, I'm an e-skater and I've, my roads are rough. It was more of like legal jargon just to protect us from somebody that like takes it on a downhill course and totals the board. And then they're like, I demand warranty. I mean, that's the sort of kind of fine print that you have to put in there. Right. We're all e-skaters. I get it. I don't expect anybody to be on a smooth ice skate rink, you know, every time they ride their board. And, and we're going to be able to tell. I mean, we've been servicing boards for five, six years. So if somebody says like, hey, I want a warranty, and we're like, hey, you went down, you know, a single track on a mountain bike and, and you must have stacked it in five or six times, you know, <laughs> kick rocks. But uh, yeah, if people are reasonable with us, we're going to be really reasonable with them. We just had to have something in writing. And, and I wish that that actually wasn't up there the way it is. But, you know, I've been advised by so many different legal people that are like, look, just put it like that. And it's always better to be rough on the web and nicer in person than it is right. to be really nice on the web and be like, Hey, sorry, we can't fix your board. And they're like, well, it says right here. So that's, that's what's going on there. So take that for what it's worth. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I think you're always going to have uh, those people that will try and take advantage of the system. So I think it's good that you clarified that ultimately it's there to protect uh, you and, you know, people trying to take down the company because without the company, there's no one else providing the parts and service that people are looking for. So I think you, you kind of cover that pretty well. And ultimately, you know, it comes down to helping the community and it sounds like that's what you guys are looking to do. It doesn't sound like you're trying to take advantage of, you know, exorbitant prices and things like that. Um, in my mind, it sounds like the end goal is to keep boosted up and running as long as possible. And I think that's, that kind of ties in to a lot of what I've been hearing is there has been some backlash, but ultimately it sounds like your guys's goal is to kind of keep people in a good mood, keep people riding as long as possible. Would you say that that's accurate? Yeah, I would. And I'd also say like the skate community, the e-skate community is so tight and so well followed. Cause I feel like if you're on an electric skateboard, you're on pretty much all the forums. Um, so mm-hmm. the customers are really well educated. So that's why it, it kind of bothers me when I hear back or, or read something that says, these guys are not going to be helping us out with service. You know, I wouldn't buy a board from these guys. Well, we launched less than a week ago on Friday is when we went live. And you're judging us way before we have a chance to prove to everybody that, that we're here to stay and you're going to be really happy with the customer service. And, and I mean, it's just a matter of time. Yeah, Absolutely. I'm going to sneak in here and I'm going to grab a question for you here, kind of based on that note, Brian, that you were just talking about. You've already kind of answered this question. You know, have you experienced any backlash from the community? And you, you've already kind of come out 
uh, in full force on, on your view on that and um, kind of uh, stood up to the haters, so to speak. Um, and, and I really like what you said so far. It sounds like you're the real deal. And uh, I'm sure Bay Area Eastgate and a lot of your customers would, would back you up on that. What would you say to anyone who, who's been negative towards you specifically or boosted USA, kind of the, uh, the typical hater in the comments? What would, you, what would be your response directly to them? I would say don't be so quick to judge and know mm-hmm. the story before you do judge. I mean, I was taking so much heat from the whole X way falling apart. But if people right. did take the time to figure out what was actually going on, I don't think there's a person out there that would be like, yeah, you did the wrong thing. I mean, we always tried to keep prices reasonable. We tried to keep people happy. And then we just got completely cut out of the picture. And then we tried our best to stick with it as long as we could until pretty much we lost everything trying to do it. So Absolutely. And I think you, you touched on a good point earlier when you were talking about X-Way and you were talking about when they were selling boards that by themselves through their website and then their customers were coming to you for warranty problems. Um, and I think that's a really good example of the customer explicitly taking advantage of the warranty process, but um, in general, the system harming your business with regards to um, expensive warranties, right, that you're not making any money on because you never sold them a product. And I think that's a good uh, testament as to the situation with Boosted USA saying, hey, guys, you know, there's a reason for this warranty not being so uh, ridiculous over the top like Boosted is because unlike Boosted, we kind of want to stay in business and help you guys out um, as reasonably as possible. Yeah, I, I agree for sure. And I don't think that the guys over at Boosted, at least it, that I've known, and I've actually got to know quite a, a few of them since this whole thing has gone down. And I think a lot of the reason that they they did decide to go with us and, you know, kind of let us pick up their torch was because we're well-respected in the community. We've always mm-hmm. been stand-up guys. You know, we always have put the customers first and, and tried to, to make everything right. I think that's that definitely helped make this whole thing possible. Um, and you just kind of touched on something that I'm curious about. You've obviously had a close connection with some people from Boosted. And I know you briefly mentioned or someone briefly mentioned that you might be trying to bring people from Boosted uh, to help work on some of the service and things like that. Are you guys going to work with Boosted to see if you can figure out ways to better service the boards, uh, better service the customers or anything like that? Or is that something that's still kind of up in the air um, while Lime kind of figures out the IP? Yes. So we spent yesterday with a boosted tech that had been with the company for six years. I think he said, we learned so much yesterday. I wish I had the whole thing on video. It was like six hours of just being in school. It was really fun. Just learning about like product codes and what they mean, error codes, how to fix them, what can be fixed, what can't be fixed, what to look out for, um, kind of all the ins and outs that he had picked up over the many years. And when he, he was like, it was time to go and flew by, we were like, hey, you got to come back. Do you want a job? And he's like, yeah, I mean, what you guys are doing here is really cool. I think we can, we can help you out. And then he kind of said, hey, I have some other tech friends who got laid off from Boosted. And he told me that it happened pretty much the same day the news was published. And they were reading it. And they're like, well, it looks like I'm fired, according to this news article. So... Things wow. definitely developed fast over there, and we've kind of opened up to those guys if, if they're listening. I mean, I've gotten a few emails already from what happened yesterday, but we definitely are looking to take some of these older boosted uh, employees and put them in place over here to, to help us out and have us help them kind of sort through what we've got going on here. That sounds that sounds like that could have a lot of great precedents. I mean, that's going to be a I think that's going to play a good part in the uh, 
the story of Boosted USA, having former Boosted employees uh, uh, working with you guys. I mean, that's as real as it gets. Yeah, we hope. I hope you're right. With Boosted USA, obviously you guys are going to be around for a long time. Moving forward, are you guys... Do you guys have a timeline of how long you want to be around? Is it something that you want to continue indefinitely, whether it's just providing service if you're not able to get parts and boards? Or is it something that you guys just want to kind of distribute out the stock and then you'll kind of slow things down and maybe just combine it with Last Mile SF into just one company? That I I can't answer um, because I honestly don't know. Yeah. Um, Everybody here in the warehouse is, is having a really good time. I'm having an awesome time and I'll do it as long as it's fun and, and people are happy. I'm looking right now at stacks and stacks, pallets and boards. So we definitely have inventory to last for at least a year and parts to last at least 10, I would guess, just by the way things are going. But wow. again, some, some parts we have a ton of um, and some parts we just are going to be short on and have to figure out how to move forward. But uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I don't really know. I mean, time will tell, but we'll be here for a while. Well, as a recent boosted board purchaser, I, I bought my board, what, Joe, probably f- four months right before they went out of business. Yeah. It yeah. was hilarious. I mean, it, it was sad. Uh, that gives me a lot of hope that, hey, you know, you've got this inventory of parts, so I don't have to, you know, throw away the all the money I put into buying a boosted stealth with that perfect timing of them going out of business. So that, that, that makes me excited. I'm sure a lot of listeners are going to be psyched to hear that, that we're, we've got parts aplenty and, you know, boosted is going to be seen on the streets for a while yet. So man, I'm really excited to hear that. And another follow-up question, um, similar to X-Way USA, I know you guys did a lot of that grassroots of going to different stores and talking with different skate shops and such. Is that something that you're interested in doing with Boosted USA? Are you going to have a similar approach and kind of go to other skate shops and things like that and try and move some of the product? Or is it going to be exclusively done through Boosted USA Online as well as Last Mile SF? That question keeps me up at night because I have a lot of old friends that I had made because of X-Way through retailers and some really good relationships through X-Way. And actually, out of everybody that was mad about X-Way and how the whole thing kind of dropped off, I don't know any retailers that were upset because they all had done business with me and, and the other guys were like, look, these guys are in a terrible spot. I get it. And a lot of them ended like, hey, let me know what you do next time because it's been great working with you. So those guys have reached out to us. Um, the simple answer is, is, I don't know. We're trying to look at how quickly we can move through inventory and if we need help. But uh yeah, I've been sending some parts and other things around to some retailers that definitely want to keep their service centers going for boosted boards that we can definitely help with. Whether or not they're going to be supplying customers with new product is something that we're discussing over here on the daily. Yeah, so that's good to know too, because um, knowing that people might be able to go to their local shop and get service and know that it's a quality, you know, authorized boosted part, that can be a huge benefit to a lot of people uh, that might not have the means to get their boosted stuff to you guys. Um, and then it still benefits everybody in the end. So that's, that's good to know as well. I guess that kind of ties up my questions about boosted USA. I don't know if you have anything else you want to ask uh, terminal X. No, no. I think uh, Brian elaborated and answered, answered all my questions that I had burning after reading all the comments and all the the, the articles and all that stuff. So Brian, I, I really appreciate you elaborating on this stuff. I know, some of it's uh, annoying to respond to over and over. Uh, I appreciate you taking the time to uh, lay it out for us so we can understand it better and the listeners can can have a better perspective from your perspective. 
Um, no, not so- at all. It's, it's been fun, and, and I appreciate you guys having me on. And I know that, that there is a question that I haven't answered yet that your viewers are going to want to know, which is, yes. are you guys not sending parts internationally? Yes. Um, we are working on that. So hang in there. Stick with us. We do have parts. We are planning on getting them available internationally. We're just having some trouble with the website and what can be shipped internationally and what can't. So we do understand. Trust me, I know motors and, and chargers and stuff can go internationally and batteries can't go on airplanes. So we do know what we're doing over here. We just have to implement it and get everything going. But we've got you guys. Like you said, you guys have only been around uh, since like last Friday. So, right. you know, there's still time for those things to come to fruition. And that definitely will put a lot of those that are looking for parts at ease. And I guess one final question for you, Brian, uh, if you could build any dream board and ride it, doesn't have to be a real board or uh, anything like that, but if you could build any dream board, what would that board be? And if you can't think of what that dream board would be, is there a board out there that you wish you could ride right now? I mean, I've got to take the answer that everybody's got to be thinking, which started this whole thing is the skateboard from back to the future. Ooh, that's a great answer. That's a good answer. I just watched that movie the other night. You can't go on water. I'm messing up that quote, but that board right there, the thing is sick. Yeah. Dream board, bring it. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Is there anything you want to say to the listeners before we take off today, Brian? I mean, the response on our end from emails that we've been getting have been actually fairly positive. Please keep it up. If you have a problem, don't get irate about it. Know that we are good guys. We all ride. We understand the situation and we're going to do everything we can to help you out of your situation that you're in if you're unhappy about it. Just have some patience with us while we get kind of through the the beginning stages here. Yeah, absolutely. And I will, uh, I'd like to add that your team has been extremely efficient at communication um, since the day that we messaged you and got this all coordinated, it was very quick, very efficient. Everybody that we worked with was absolutely fantastic. So your team is doing something right. And I hope that you guys can continue to offer amazing service uh, down the road for years to come, uh, because you'll definitely be the people that I will go to for service. So Awesome. Yeah, you spoke with Colleen from marketing, and she's been a huge help. So if she's listening, shout out to her. She's, she's doing a really great job. Yeah, thank you, Colleen. She absolutely is. Yeah, thank you, Colleen. <laughs> All right, so that's going to do it for us today. As always, uh, you can follow us on Instagram at Electric Skatecast. You can also follow Terminal X at Official Terminal X, and definitely give at Boosted USA a follow. They have some amazing content being posted there. Um, it goes over some details that might have been missed in today's topic. Um, as well as links to their web store. So definitely give all of them a follow. And as always, thank you for listening. And Brian, thank you so much again for sitting down with us today. Thank you. Brian, thanks. We appreciate it.